What's up, guys? Max here, back with another episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. I hope you're all doing great out there. I want to say what's up to everybody in the chat. I want to say what's up to Ed, Eviana, Harry Lime Pie, my wife, Weiwei, Alex J, John Franco, Nuggets, Ed. We've got, uh, who do we got out there? Chris, everybody. I hope I didn't miss anybody. And uh, one very special announcement about today's uh, episode is my in-laws, my wife's parents are watching, and we promised them this was a viable career option for me. So hopefully this episode proves that theory. So no pressure, no pressure, no big deal. A lot of you are probably wondering how I'm doing today. Uh, if you watched the stream last night where I ate that, uh, that super spicy curry from Coco's, I'm doing quite well. I'm doing okay. I'm doing fine. No big deal. No, uh, no injuries to speak of. No problem sleeping last night. I'll keep you guys updated if there's anything, you know, worth mentioning on Instagram there. What's up, Jacob? Welcome to the chat. It's always nice to have Jacob Donenworth, author of An Officer and a Man, in the chat with us, a book that I highly recommend you guys check out. I'll let you guys know right off the bat, I just had to, when I, I was having some technical issues before the show started today, so if you guys are having any problems on your end, please let me know in the chat. Angry Contractor, what's up? So the plan today to do today's episode and then uh, move on and do uh, Battlefield 3. And that was so fun yesterday. We had a great time and I want to thank everyone who stopped by for that. And then tonight, let me hit you guys with a little bit of that about yesterday. It's really going to go down tonight. If I'm able to get the Volcano Ramen level 1000, I'm going to be getting that and bringing that back to the house and eating that. So I don't know. That one could really cripple me. So I hope you guys are, are ready for that. It should be fun. Max is the best YouTuber. No cap. Without him, my life would not be fun. 10 out of 10 would recommend again. Justin Rice, 499 Super Chat. Max's viability is super legit. Thank you, Justin. That's $5 right there. So that's that's pretty significant. Uh, I appreciate it a lot. And uh, now we are marching to greatness through, uh, through YouTube here. So I do appreciate it. Amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, that'll get me that Volcano Ramen for sure tonight. Whoever didn't watch the Curry stream, you all missed out. It's available to watch on replay, but uh, make sure you're around. Either I, I know it's going to be early in the morning, early, early in the morning when uh, when $5 from Harry Lion Pie to show the in-laws you're supported. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, much appreciated. That's amazing. Uh, I'm going to have to announce that they're watching every day, I think. So you guys are great. Um, the Ramen, Harry and Justin, thank you so much for your both major and continuing support. I really appreciate it. Uh, we need some confirmation on the heat of those dishes. Uh, well, un unfortunately or fortunately, I'm not sure. Uh, she's out of town right now, so it's, uh, it, she can't be here to confirm. I have to just take my word for it uh, that I didn't write 10 on the front of that thing with a Sharpie and then just pretend. I couldn't pretend all that sweat, though. I could not pretend all that sweat. The spicy ramen will be like, you know, 8 a.m. East Coast time, like... 6, 5 a.m. West Coast. I mean, it's going to be early in the morning for you guys, but it's late for me. So I got to eat it, you know, at a, at a time where I could go to sleep afterwards and still get a good night's sleep, trying to do the best I can to figure that out. Uh, so I know it's early. I know it's a weird time, but if you want to catch it live, you're going to have to wake up early with me on what will be your Tuesday morning. Straight up. So thank you guys very much for making today's stream already off to a great start. We have not too many stories today, actually. It was kind of a slow news day, but I did want to just throw out there that I've taken some time to think about that video we watched yesterday uh, about the Air Force officer getting just, you know, beaten up and robbed on the street and just taking it. The more I think about it, the more I think that that was handled totally wrong. Like they should have taken that dude down. They should have, you know, stop resisting, 
get on the ground, stop resisting, get on the ground. Like these basic, you know, escalation of force tactics and not, you can't just let yourself get beat up and robbed. Okay. You just can't. That's what I'm going with. You cannot just let somebody swing on you 20 times, 20 times while your battle buddies are standing right there. There's, you know, there's this saying, like everybody's got a puncher's chance, right? Everybody's got a puncher's chance. Any one of those throws that that crazy lunatic was swinging on the, on the, on the colonel could have knocked him out. He hits the ground, head injury, paralyzed, TBI, death. It, it could have happened. So my question is, if that was not enough for him to defend himself, what would be? What, what would be the limit when you are, are going to defend yourself? You know, if it's not getting punched and robbed, then when is it? Like, it just doesn't, it just, I, I know he was in uniform. Like, there's a lot of things you can say about it. But the more I think about it, the more disturbed I am by that. Like, everyone's standing around. Everyone's standing around. All those people in uniform standing around while this dude yells, get me a helicopter or whatever. I, I, I've been to the VA, whatever he's yelling and punching the guy in the face. It's out of control. So uh, that's I, I'm I'm officially declaring that uh, I think that that the colonel played that all wrong. Jacob says chair force, chair power. If you want to eat spicy ramen, go anywhere in South Korea. Staying up to watch a contract. Don't stay up, just get up. Don't stay up, just get up. Well, actually, I don't know where you're at. I don't even know where in the world you're at. So I think it's probably gonna be early, wherever it is. It's probably gonna be early in the morning. So now that that's out of the way, Nuggets was mentioning in the chat about the Taliban rolling through Afghanistan and taking back ground, taking cities just one after the next. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when ISIS rolled through Iraq. When ISIS came through Iraq and just started rolling into cities and the Iraqi army would just throw down their defenses and flee. And leaving behind civilians and, you know, police and all these people to deal with the invading force there that was ISIS. And that was bad. That was a bad day. And we know how that ended. Americans go back into Iraq in 2014 and uh, stay there until, I mean, we're still there. So luckily we've taken back most of the ground out there. But the question is, if we leave again, does it happen again in Afghanistan? We left there. Are we going to end up back in Afghanistan in a couple of years because they're about to fall to the Taliban, which will probably be co-sponsored by Russia? And then what do we do? Do we do something? Do we do nothing? I'm not sure. But kind of related to that, I know I need your guys' thoughts on this. The military's what the heck? Hang on one second here. What is that? That is uh that is all wrong. So hang on one second. What we're gonna do is switch this up really quick. I I clearly see what happened here. Very odd. You guys can now see my uh, YouTube screen. I don't know how that happened. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. There we go. Now we're in business. Eric McBride, 399. Come on now. Let's keep it going. So here is the actual story that I was trying to get at here. I'm telling you, I, I had to re-download, uh, the, my streaming software right before the show started and then everything on my computer went crazy and I didn't really have time to fix it. Eric McBride. Thank you so much. 399 super chat. Keep it going. Let's go. The military's award for serving during war isn't going away despite Afghanistan withdrawal. So what you're looking at here, what a lot of you probably know, is that's the National Defense Ribbon, authorized to be pinned on the chest of anybody who joins the military during a time of war. 
Little history on the National Defense Service Medal, established by President Eisenhower with Executive Order 10448, dated 22 April 1953, for service anywhere between 27 June 1950 and a date to be announced. So the dates that this was available were 27 June 1950 to 27 July 1954, January 1st, 1961 through August 14th, 1974, August 2nd, 1990, and November 30th, 1995, and September 11, 2001, and a closing date to be determined. So the, the longest single period of time that the National Defense Ribbon is available is now at times. So, and by the way, now at times, definitely a real expression. Everyone says it. So the question is, if you look at those dates, 1961 to 1974, 1990 to 1995, 2001 to present, 1950 to 1954, do you guys think that this is still an appropriate time to be giving the National Defense Medal to anybody who enlists? The idea being that people who enlist during a time that they get the National Defense Medal are likely to be sent to a combat zone or should expect to be, right? That the United States is involved in conflict. And even though the United States is involved in conflict, you still said, you know what? I love America enough. I'm going to enlist. I'm going to join the military, even though... There's a war going on, and I'm well aware I could get injured. Well, here's your first award for that. The bravery, the commitment, the courage to leave the security of your home and join the military, even though there's a conflict going on. So this is, uh, it's widely known as the military's participation ribbon because all you have to do to earn it is join. But the question now becomes, when is it going to go away? There's something ominous about having it, isn't there? Like during the period of, you know, Vietnam through into the Cold War, then Bosnia and Kosovo, uh, then you've got uh, Korea through like during in, in the Korean War, and then the entire war on terror. There's just something that would be really uh, confidence instilling if they did stop giving it out, right? Does don't you guys think so, or maybe not? Maybe I'm wrong. You guys tell me in the comments. It is the indicator. If the military says there is no plan to retire the National Defense Service Medal, it's an indicator. That there's no plan to say that we're safe and sound. So the National Defense Service Medal is reviewed annually to determine if the award is still merited. Major Charlie Dietz, a Pentagon spokesperson, told Military.com, at this point in time, there are no plans to discontinue awarding the NDSM. The old ketchup and mustard stain, what's up, Iron Lotus? My son has one, graduated December 2020. However, I do not. Larry, what year did you enlist? We can go back and fact check that, actually. Uh, the NDSM is awarded to anyone who serves during a period of war. It was first given out during the Korean War. The service member does not have to serve in a war zone, and the ribbon is pinned on their uniform upon graduating basic training. Now, the question I have is: Do you get it if you were if you joined when it wasn't being given out, but you re-enlisted when it was? Do you get one then? Because you can only get one National Defense Service Medal in your career. There's no star for it or anything like that. But if you re-enlisted, did you get one then? I actually don't know that. The award was used from 1950 to 1954 for the Korean War, uh, lasting a year after the conflict ended, and it was brought back for the Vietnam War from January 1961 to August 1974. The NDSM was introduced during Operation Desert Storm in 1990 and wasn't retired until 1995, four years after combat operations wrapped up. For contemporary troops, it is just ongoing as a perpetual... It's, it's one of those things that's been going on so long, it's almost lost all of its meaning. Like, oh, you got the national. If somebody's walking around, especially, let me go back over here. If somebody's walking around, especially an officer, like if they're a lieutenant, if they're an ensign, and they have the National Defense Service Medal and maybe the Global War on Terrorism Medal, but not the Global War on Ter Terrorism Expeditionary Medal, that's worse than having nothing at all. Because it shows 
that you have done virtually nothing. Like it's, some of these medals are so easy to get. Some of these medals are so easy to get that you almost have to try. You would have to try not to get them if you've been in for a few years. So, excuse me. I do have a little indigestion actually from last night, I think. <laughs> I do have a little bit of burning, but nothing too tragic right now. I burped up something earlier and it was like a reflash of the spice. So what do you guys think? When is the time to turn off the National Defense Service Medal? Is it now? Is it never? Leave me a comment and let me know what you guys think. We've got, uh, let me catch up on the comments here. So we've got, let's see, let's see, let's see. Afghanistan took three major cities in one day and they took guns and trucks. The Taliban, not Afghanistan, our military will never leave Afghanistan. They're already out, Ed, already out. Uh, ISIS all over again. The only, the only difference is if the Taliban doesn't, you know, torture and murder people and post it on YouTube uh, and Twitter. That would be one thing that's different. Those Mosul SWAT teams that stood ground despite all military fleeing and held out for three days gives me chills. Speaking of Iraq, was that Hammurabi, a.k.a. elite Republican guard? Who? The uh, people I'm talking about that, that ran? It was Iraqi National Army. Uh, nice donos, America, just always in conflict with the world. Here's your ribbon. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that award meant you graduated military training. Oh, contractor, great point. Thank you for sharing that. I, I love when people share that, oh, I thought it was some, I didn't know that, I thought it was this. Because whatever you thought it was, you're not alone, okay? It's like when you're in class and you you have this question, you're like, I don't want to ask, I feel like an idiot, nobody else is asking. Everyone's just too afraid to ask. I always ask about all kinds of stuff. I'm always asking the most random questions, like, does anybody even know why we do that or where that comes from? This is a perfect example of that. I give you a bravo Zulu for uh, asking that question. The old ketchup mustard stain. Uh, caught the show early on Iron Lotus. Yep, scuttlebutt, we should have never left Afghanistan. It was a big mistake. It's not working and blown up in our faces. I don't know. I mean, we, we in, I, I've said this on the show many times. I think that we left Afghanistan in 2011. So uh, since then, we've just been, I don't know. I mean, people have been over there. People have been dying and fighting for their lives. But the national interest left in 2011. Uh, 83 to 87, all that was happening was the possibility of global thermonuclear war. Oh yeah, no big deal. No sweat, just global thermonuclear war. Contractor leaving Afghanistan is a win-lose situation. We go home, they suffer. Max calling out those O's. I don't, you know, you know the ones I'm talking about. You know the ensigns who look like they're sea cadets and they have the national defense ribbon. I don't, I don't even have the Global War on Terrorism Service Medal. My next medal bat, uh, battle is trying to nail down the Army NCO Professional Development Room for completing a basic leader's course. Nice. MC, 299 Super Chat. Holy cow. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm making my family proud out there. And going back to Afghanistan is a lose-win situation. Rob Sweetman. By the way, Rob Sweetman is going to be back on the show next week. Next week. Yep. Check my dates. For the, the third monthly uh, sleep impact talk. And we're going to be talking about some crazy stuff. So stay tuned for that event coming out soon. It's going to be incredible. If we remove the freebie medal and then you won't have anything on your chest when you come home on leave for the first time. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, it looks good for people who don't know. It looks good for people who don't know. Uh, when the last combat operation ends, that's when the national defense ribbon should end. Yeah, Mudrock, but there were lots of combat operations, you know, one-offs, right? So what is a combat operation? Does it have to be named like Operation Inherent Resolve, Operation Iraqi Freedom? What I think is that if that's what you mean, then you kind of have a point. Like when there is no more Operation Inherent Resolve, when there is no more, I don't know, did they shut down Operation Enduring Freedom this year? When there is no more Operation Inherent Resolve, then 
we can end it. When there's no more named operations going on, then we can end it. I think that's probably what you mean. So let's go with that. My medals are impossible to earn because they're fake. I make them up. The things I do are real, but the cheesy awards are fake. Donos, there will always be a SOCOM presence in Afghanistan. As, anywhere that there's an embassy, there will always be military. Another one. Another one. Another one. Another one. Great book called The New Ministry of Truth by Chip Malon. Highly recommend it. It's about being on the ground doing advising training missions when the ROE changed, but the fighting was the same. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, I lived through that a bunch of times. I lived through multiple periods where they banned anyone from leaving the wire in Afghanistan at all for any reason because of political whatever was going on. Let's go, Rob, back on the show. Yep. Do you earn that ribbon if the U.S. goes back to Afghanistan? What ribbon are you talking about? Let's see. Does spicy food help or hinder your quality of sleep? Uh, it, I can say it probably hinders it. Um, I, I think I had like nightmares last night. It was... Uh, I got through the night sleeping, but, oh, I, I will say this, actually, Justin, on that point. After the stream ended last night and after I was done eating that spicy food, I had, like, an adrenaline rush. Like, I was up. My my whole, like, uh, adrenaline system was spiked, and I was up. I was, like, super energized. I was doing stuff. I was being productive, sending out emails. It was, uh, it was out of control. So, let's, okay, let's move on to the next story. Do you even have a car, bro? Ah, it's a, it's a long story for me. Long story short, I, uh, I never got my car, but it was put in, it was sent up the chain of command, but, uh, it was never issued to me. So it's actually kind of a sore spot for me. Uh, it's a sensitive subject. I got, I, it's the one thing that I feel like I got shafted on as far as awards go, because like I said, I did it for the ribbons. I did it all for the ribbons. Come on, the ribbons, come on. So you can take that ribbon and stick it up your, yeah. And that's Limp Biscuit for you. So I never got my car. And, and there's a whole thing about it. There's a whole story. I could do a whole podcast on it. But I've got, I still have all of my documentation. So I still have every, every piece of evidence and the award to 1650 and all this stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, it, I, I did not get my car. It's a sensitive subject. I don't want to talk about it anymore. So back off, Green Block. Not saying I wanted the war to continue forever. It was a mess. Get people's logic. You guys are awesome. I have a lot of respect for you guys. Yeah, you got that spicy high. Yeah. Candies. Max walks. It's like running. Sometimes it takes a few times to find that runner's high. Yeah. So let's move on to the next story. Let's move on to the next story because we got a few to get through. And if they all took 20 minutes, we wouldn't finish them. So, you know, it's a, I, I got a C story for you guys. And I'm going to tell you after I cover this story, but it's something that actually like kind of haunts me. Uh, it really is like something that I didn't understand when I was young, but now that I'm older, it's, it's really disgusting. So I'm going to share that with you guys. And let's first start with this. Feds, the big bosses, indict junior sailor for cyber stalking. What's this all about? So we've got a San Diego-based junior sailor was indicted on a federal charge of cyber stalking after authorities say he posted explicit videos of a woman to Pornhub, which is a, if you guys haven't heard of it, a popular adult content distribution site. And according to the U.S. Attorney's Office, and that's according to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Southern California, you might know this as a case of revenge porn. 
Just like when the Facebook group Marines United got busted and all those Marines got kicked out for having uh, this Facebook group that they were sharing explicit photos of female Marines on without their permission. Jacob Donenworth with a $5 super chat. I can't believe it. Thank you so much. Wow, you guys are incredible. We have not had an episode like this with this kind of support in a long time. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much, Jacob, for everything. Jacob, thank you for everything. Uh, and that's a, that's a special secret message for Jacob out there. Never heard of that site. What's it about? Exactly. Oh, Scuttlebutt, have you ever met a Medal of Honor winner from Afghanistan or any other war? Um, uh, have I have, but it was at like uh, Pearl Harbor uh, events, Pearl Harbor, um, like uh, uh, honor, honoring survivors of Pearl Harbor events. I had no clue what the hub was about. Damn, what's that's creepy, Max. Were men her we all know. That's a sketchy thing, even if you're dating. That's your car on there. So many donos. Yes. So back. So this story, Seaman Sergio Reynaldo Williams, who's 36 years old, which is really old for a seaman. That's like age waiver old. That's like UCMJ, NJP busted down in rank old, assigned to a Beachmaster unit, Beachmaster unit one out of San Diego, which is a unit that supports the delivery of personnel two beaches. So if, if Marines have to go storm a beach, they support that mission and they can provide support all the way up to the beach and from nearby the beach. Uh, he, so anyway, he's set to go before a judge on Friday for a detention hearing, whether or not he should be held up. According to his indictment filed in late July, but unsealed this week, Williams action started on October 11, 2020. So almost a year ago when he sent a Facebook message to the niece of a woman referred to as victim a that contained several photos of that woman who is a civilian victim. A, this is who victim a stayed with. And this is who she has been effing and essing all weekend. Williams wrote according to an indictment. Williams also wrote that he wanted the niece to know that the whole world will know the indictment alleges. So basically what's happening here is this person is, has got, and this article has some foul language in it, has gotten explicit images and videos of this civilian and started sending them to family members saying that in a threatening way, they're going to expose them and leak these and try to ruin that person's life. And it doesn't go into exactly to how they knew each other or what the motivation was, but the Facebook message, uh, the same day prosecutor say message the actual victim on Facebook as well. So he accuses her of causing him some pain, so he's doing this as revenge. It's really sick. He sent a similar message to the woman's estranged husband on that day and went on to warn her that there's more coming. I'm always around and my eyes are everywhere, he told the woman. A day after sending the messages on October 12th, prosecutors allege Williams registered for an account with the pornographic website Pornhub, and then he uploaded them. It's totally, and you know, he says it, it, he can escalate and get worse and worse and worse stuff. He faces up to five years in prison and a $250,000 fine. He's from Florida. He entered the Navy in December, 2019 and reported to Beachmaster Unit 1 in April, 2020, his first assignment out of school. So this is totally sick. Uh, I'm going to try to keep following up this story and make sure that if he's found guilty, he is given an appropriate punishment, which I think should include that prison time because this is a really, really horrible thing to do to somebody. And the reason that I said I had a sea story to tell. And the reason why I think this is this revenge porn stuff is so horrible is I had an exposure to it when I was a junior sailor. When I was an airman, the, the rank equivalent of a seaman, I was on the USS Ronald Reagan, my first command. And, there's, and this is how bad it used to be, okay? I need you guys to know that this is how bad this stuff used to be. 
as far as women getting mistreated in the military, this, you know, sharing of images and videos and stuff, really bad. The sh- This is before cell phones. This is 2004, okay? I need you guys to understand. This is the year 2004. Before smartphones, before Facebook, MySpace was still a thing, before Twitter, any of that. You couldn't even go on Google Maps. We were still using MapQuest. And the ship has what's called the intranet, right? The share drive, where files can be uploaded to, uh, to, to the share drive, and you can access them from computers anywhere on the ship. Some folders were public, meaning anybody, any rank, any security clearance can go into them, and some were secured. So you had to have a security clearance or need to know to get into those folders and access that information. You guys who've been in the military know what I'm talking about. So there was a folder on the share drive that contained images and videos of a female sailor just doing some, uh, some, some adult activities uh, on board the ship that were on the ship's share drive. And everyone knew that they were there. And it was like, dude, you got to see this. It's crazy. This girl's in this division and look at this stuff. And, and I, and I saw it. I mean, full disclosure, I, I was like, are you, are you serious? Let's go check that out. Like, how can that be? And it wasn't like in a, in a, in a, um, erotic way or anything like this. Is so weird. It wasn't like an erotic way. It was just like, an, I can't believe it. Like, that's so crazy that that's on there. Like, how could that be? You know? And then I was ni- 19 years old, 19 years old. I don't know what, what I'm doing. I don't know what the hell, I don't know how, I don't know how significant that is. But as I got older, I was like, you know, it's one of those things that like haunts me. I can't believe that that was a thing. I can't believe that was allowed to happen. Everyone on the ship knew that that was there. I don't believe for a second that anyone didn't know that that was there. And the IT department, all this stuff, they let it go. They let it exist on there for, I mean, I don't know if it ever got taken down. It was just on there. On the ship's share drive, anybody could navigate to this folder. And the story was that she was the one who put it on there, uh, but... I find that somewhat hard to believe uh, that that is the case because then I feel like that person would just get in trouble. You know, I don't know. But the, uh, well, Greenblock, I'll say to your question, I bet your eyes are wide open and drooling. Uh, there was like 30 people watching the screen at the same time. So it was like in a room full of people and everyone's like going, I can't believe what I'm seeing. So it was, it certainly was not, it was like, we were in our work set. I mean, this is horrible. This is like a really sick thing uh, that was going on. I'm the, I'll be the first one to admit it. It like doesn't sit well with me. And, uh, and yeah, and nothing ever happened to her. Just as far as I know. As far as I know, nothing happened. And I just eventually checked off the ship. And that's all I know about it is that that was on there. And I don't know if anything ever happened. And then I was gone. So uh, let's see. I got to catch up on some comments here. Yeah. So anyway, this, this stuff. Marines United, uh, this guy doing this on, on the hub, all these things are really sick to me. And so I am, I, you know, what would I have to say? I condemn that. I do, do not do that. Just don't do that. And don't participate in that. Don't go on there and find these things and, you know, like, and comment and all, you know, find these pages where that stuff is going on. It is not good. And if, if you see it, I would encourage you to say something too, like report it. So that this stuff doesn't happen. I'm just talking about specifically 
with the military and, you know, this kind of equal opportunity treatment that people are supposed to be getting, which they're definitely not in many cases. So if you see something, say something, please don't participate in it. I'm just giving you my best advice here. Okay. So let me catch up on the comments. So many comments, so many comments. Let's see. Uh, where did I leave off? Where did I leave off? No, 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 Max. Tell them it's like this every night. Uh, semen, LOL. Everyone wants the MOH until they earn one. Yeah. I've never heard anybody say they were glad to earn a medal of honor. Let's see. That's an old semen. Max, did you ever cover the story of Marines that got arrested for human smuggling? Uh, can you be more specific? Florida man. Guy should be dishonorably discharged. I'm sure he'll get at least that. Definitely should be punished. I'll pass on what it takes for an MOH since too many are awarded posthumously. Reaganomics. Airman is E1. Airman is a phrase for anyone from E1 to E3. Seaman, airman, fireman, hospitalman. But it goes seaman recruit, seaman apprentice, seaman. Uh, airman recruit, airman apprentice, airman. E1, E2, E3 respectively. Airman basic, no rank, E1. Airman E2 is one set of stripes. Uh, being that I'm a self-admitted wannabe that never was, I loathingly hate the behavior describing when people do creepy things like that and ruin things for himself and the others around him. What happened to the girl? Oh, thanks, Sean. I'm not familiar with the Pogue branches. Two basic rules. Don't be a creep. Understand that if there is a copy of a picture or video of you that you don't have, the only copy of the entire world can see it. Yeah. Max is professional even when he's with himself. Did you guys all? No, negative. Uh, the Reagan was the love boat when a coworker was on it. She hooked up with her now husband many, many times on deployment since they were part of the air wing. I think every ship's like that. Childish mentality. Get Dan Bilzerian on the show to talk about the Navy SEAL service. Well, he was never a Navy SEAL. Something like this happened in the UNI as well. A guy shared his sex tape with his girl that broke up with him in WhatsApp and it leaked to almost everyone. Yeah, it's horrible. I hope that girl's okay too. I hope everyone's okay. I hope everyone's okay. Uh, yeah, horrible. I'm anti that. I don't, I'm not down with that. Uh, you won't find a lot of support for that kind of stuff from me. So like those, oh, it's so creepy. Marines United. If you guys don't know, we covered on the show, but if you guys don't know what Marines United did, United is, I recommend you go check that out because that'll blow your mind. We've got uh, an interesting story here. Another one. Another one. I need to get you guys' thoughts on this one. So I'm curious what you guys think. Army reviewing Major's accusation that her commander made racial insults. Now, what kind of person are you picturing here? Who made these racial insults? Develop that in your mind. So we've got here Major Tiffany Muhammad, who was the person to report this, and let's see what she has to say. The U.S. Army in Europe confirmed that it, there's an investigation ongoing about allegations by a battalion executive officer who says a lieutenant colonel based in Grafenwar made racial insults about black people under her command. So we're talking about uh, a female commander right here. A female colonel is the person who's under investigation. He says the U.S. Army prioritizes respect and professionalism and has zero tolerance for unlawful discrimination. Lieutenant Colonel Michael Weissman, a spokesman for 7th Army Training, said in a statement, any allegations of this nature are taken seriously and these allegations are under investigation. What's interesting here is that at one point, these allegations were deemed uncredible and the investigation, is that a word? Not credible. And the investigation was closed. But now the investigation is back open because it went to a higher level and they said, no, no, we're going to continue on with this. This is on par with the kind of, you know, aggressive, equal opportunity, uh, you know, human resources type stuff that's going on with this push in the military to fix these problems. So I'm not surprised that this would get opened back up. At issue is an equal opportunity complaint by Major Tiffany Muhammad, who said that while she was serving as the executive officer of the 589th 
Brigade Support Battalion. She was called a stupid. I'm just, I'm here. And if you're listening on a podcast, I am quoting from the article here that Tiffany Muhammad was called a stupid little black girl by her boss during an April 16th meeting. Uh, that's as offensive as it can get, I think. I mean, that doesn't leave a lot of room for uh, it was a joke taken the wrong way, does it? That's, uh, that's about as bad as it can get. Muhammad also said that during an October farewell dinner for a soldier in the unit, by the way, Muhammad's not black, uh, but she says she gets mistaken for it often. At a farewell dinner for a soldier in the unit, she and other, another soldier overheard the commander ask, why are black people always late? while awaiting the arrival of an African-American service member. Muhammad is of Indian descent, but said her dark skin has caused her to be mistaken for African-American. You can see a photo of her, a selfie taken at what probably is like a a army ball um, or something like that, some kind of event because she's in her dress uniform and smiling. So if you're in your dress uniform and smiling, you're probably at uh, a ball. So uh, it's pretty bad. You know what comes to mind right away? The first thing that comes to mind is the airman who posted a TikTok complaining about her uh, her subordinates who were black, African-American, and saying that they, uh, they were underperforming, they were always late, they were disrespectful, and associating those traits with their race, right? So here's where the problem comes in. Obviously, these comments made by the commander and also by the airman comes to mind are hard to take out of like to you can't really mistake these because what they're doing is they're directly associating these negative character traits with the person's race which is the actual definition of racism so i could see a very good reason why they would pursue at least an investigation into finding why these things uh happened or how they happened and if that person should be in charge of that command especially in 2021 So the EO complaint was found to be unsubstantiated in May by an army investigating officer, but that decision has been appealed and is under high level review. Part of that is because there was another witness, actually. Mohammed, in an interview with Stars and Stripes, said she believes there were numerous investigative oversights. In my 21 years in the Army, I've never experienced anything like this, said Mohammed, who was prior enlisted, who after filing complaints said that she was forced out of her unit and is now in the process of transferring to another unit in Kaiserslautern, which I can only assume I said wrong and is in Germany. Stars and Stripes attained a redacted copy of the EO complaint and investigative findings. Muhammad alleged that on April 16th, she was having an end of the week one-on-one meeting with her commander when she asked her boss why she was trying to tarnish my reputation by making unfair criticisms about her job performance with others in the brigade. Interesting approach. She then laughed at my question and accused me of filing the anonymous IG complaint, Muhammad said in a sworn statement. Those sworn statements, you swear, you literally swear an oath that what you put into a sworn statement is true under the punishment of perjury. She then, the relationship between the two had deteriorated months earlier after her boss accused her of filing an unrelated IG complaint. So this is the question. This is the question. Does it matter that months earlier there was a completely unrelated complaint against the commander that I guess didn't go anywhere? And is it possible that this is some kind of retaliation? That's what you have to ask yourselves. That's probably the question that is here uh, uh, under under investigation. Is this all true or is this retaliation? Well, if it was only one person who alleged a complaint, then it would be tough to determine that, but it's not, and we're about to get into that. So Muhammad said she wasn't the 
one who made the complaint, her commander laughed and said, you're a stupid little black girl, according to Mohammed's sworn EO complaint. After the incident, Mohammed told the investigator she was initially shocked and didn't know how to react. As I walked to my vehicle, I couldn't help but break down because I felt defeated and discouraged, she said. The commander, you know, adamantly denies it. She says, absolutely not. I've never used any phrase like this. That's in her sworn statement. So the, pro- the, the problem here is also you have two sworn statements that directly contradict each other. So that means one person is lying. Right. And what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with a sworn statement that somebody definitely lied on? The investigating officer's findings were heavily redacted. So the rationale into the decision to substantiate the allegations isn't entirely clear. The commander was credible because she displayed confidence and conviction in her denials, it says. Mohammed's EO complaint references an earlier incident in October when a commander is accused of saying with an earshot, why are black people always late? Now, here's where another sh- soldier, Eric Choran, was seated near the boss during this event and heard it as well. Tehran, who served as the first sergeant in the battalion until he recently moved to Fort Hood, where it is not all good, said the statement took him by surprise. He says, she just leaned over to her husband and said, why is it that black people are always late? Tehran said in an interview with Stars and Stripes, I'm hard of hearing and I heard it clearly, so we definitely have an issue because it was loud. Tehran said he gave a sworn statement to the investigating officer about what he heard. The allegations were found unsubstantiated. He says that that is horseshit. (laughs) Several other people who were seated nearby gave sworn statements that they never heard the battalion commander make the statement about people, black people. The preponderance of evidence gathered in sworn statements from participants sitting within and in close proximity does not support such a statement was made, the investigator said. So other people say, other witnesses say it didn't happen. Uh, This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Mohammed said she decided to speak up because she's worried about the lack of accountability in the unit, which she suspects is concerned about maintaining optics given recent turmoil. The entire experience has been traumatizing, and though we are heading in the right direction as a military, it's extremely unfortunate that toxic leaders are still amongst us, Muhammad said in a statement. So, how does that sound to you guys? Is that something that sounds credible, not credible? What do you do with that? What does an investigator do with that? When you've got two people swearing it happened, maybe five people swearing it didn't, including the commander herself, what do you do with that? And there's no actual evidence, there's just hearsay. What do you do with that? What can, what can be done? What I think will probably happen is actually, no, I, I don't, I don't know. We just covered stories recently about these investigations, clearing commanders of wrongdoing, and then having them get reinstated back into their position. And we've also covered stories of these investigations happening, commanders getting cleared of wrongdoing, but still getting removed with, with the master chief in the Navy. So it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. I don't know. You guys tell me what you think in the comments. I think they should conduct their investigation like they would do any other. And if there's if there's more witnesses saying it never happened and there are witnesses saying it did happen and the commander denies it, I don't really know what you can do with that unless there's any more evidence. Let's see. Ocean breeze behind the building 2200 sharp. You know what, Scuttle? Fight me at Schwab Barracks in the smoke pit. Who is, who are you? <laughs> who is Green Block? 7th Army Training Command, the Zigzag A Patch is responsible for training all units that come to Joint Multinational Readiness Center at Hitchinfield's training area. Sheesh. Hohen Fields. Yeah, that was really weird. Uh, and it looked like this. I don't know what you guys are talking about. If you all get offended by this, you don't want to be around 03 Marines talking crap for fun. That's very true. I wonder, uh, does the Navy have the killer mentality or will having that mentality get you counseling? That killer mentality, I would say the Navy does not have it ingrained in them like in boot camp as the Marines do, but I don't know if it'll get you counseling. Depends how you use it. We still have a long way to go as humans to evolve. What's up, Max? You the go to YouTube. Thanks, Lucas. I'm surprised that two women can't get along. The paperwork would 
wouldn't happen in my unit. She gets handled man to man. Green block wants to beat everybody up. Can you react to a video if I tell you the title? Uh, maybe. It's a fight? Probably not. You can't put fights on YouTube. Leaders create the climate of the command. It could be subordinates covering for the boss. We have to wait and see. Yeah, it's very true too, Justin. It could be subordinates covering for the boss. Uh, you know, obviously that could happen. Maybe Muhammad is not well liked by her peers. And so they're going to try to deflate her, uh, her claims. It's, she has one person backing her up, Choron. So Choron gave his sworn statement. I don't know. What do you do with that? I really don't know. Headline story of today. Headline story of today. I, I really did not think that I would have to ever say this out loud. I honestly did not. I thought just cooler heads would prevail. But here we are. Pentagon requiring COVID-19 vaccine for U.S. troops. By September, there will be a mandate for the military to get the COVID-19 vaccine. What do you guys think about that? Please let me know what you think in the comments. I'm really curious to hear it. I think that it's sad it ever got to this point. You know, when, when the vaccine started, everyone was about it. You know, people were out there getting it on television. Many people were saying that they can't, that the vaccine is a miracle. You know, I'm seeing all this stuff. I got the vaccine first chance I got. Rushed to get it. I rushed to get it. Couldn't wait. Couldn't get it fast enough. And I had the clicky heart. You guys know I had the clicky heart. Uh, but I still got, you know, I still got it. And I never got COVID. Um, I never had it. I, or I don't know if I had it or not. I could have had it. I just never have any issue. I've seen... You know, young people, otherwise healthy, get COVID and get badly injured, get major, major, major damage done to their bodies. A good friend of mine who is a Marine, he got it. He's young, extremely young, otherwise healthy, doesn't even drink. He got it and got so sick, he described it as thinking he was almost going to die. And maybe permanent injuries. People are getting permanent pulmonary injuries from this. I don't want to get COVID. That's my, that's my basis here. I would rather risk it with the vaccine and risk it with COVID. And when I say risk it with the vaccine, I mean, people are out there getting side effects. I've seen people saying that, you know, they've known, and this is hearsay. What I'm about to say is hearsay. But people that I know personally have told me that their friend went uh, blind after getting the COVID vaccine. I mean, I haven't heard that on the news or anything like that, but this is things p people are claiming, okay? I understand uh, why people would be hesitant to go get a shot. There's a long history of the military, especially being used as, you know, guinea pigs for medicines, for all kinds of stuff, exposure to chemicals. And there were, and like I've said, on this show many times, the only answer that anybody should be giving when it comes to anything about COVID is, well, we don't really know exactly what's going to happen with it, but people are always running about, running their mouths about, you know, they, they know, they know the vaccine is the right move. They know what's going to happen next. It just gets really, really, people get really, really aggressive with this stuff. But the truth is nobody knows. It's too, it's still too, it'll be like many years before anybody really knows, right? Like it's always changing different versions of it. It's never going away now. That was obvious from the first day it started. It's never going away. It's not like if everyone got the vaccine on the first day, 
there wouldn't be this new variant. It didn't even start in the United States. The, the, the Delta variant didn't even start in the United States. I don't get this whole blaming unvaccinated people for the issues with COVID. I don't get it. I don't get it. The information's out there. People are educated. I have heard, and I've told you guys in the show, I was at the dog park, which, which is the craziest place in the world. And I'm sitting there and I'm overhearing a conversation between two people. And the one guy says, I almost got the vaccine. So glad I didn't. Oh yeah, man, I'm never getting that. People don't want it for whatever their reasons are. They don't trust it. And this whole thing has been such a disaster for the government. Like the United States government has, in my opinion, got a lot of, should have a lot of accountability on them for the reason why we're in this situation in the first place and not necessarily just unvaccinated people. There's been so much confusion on this whole thing and it's only getting worse. And what I've been saying for a while now is if we're not at the point now where things are getting back to normal and people are going back to living their lives, they're they, what, what will be the moment? You know what I mean? What, what will it take? Because this stuff's never, it's just never going away. Now they're saying they're going to mandate the COVID vaccine. You have to get it starting mid-September or you will have to, uh, you know, get a counseling chit or something like that, or you will lose the ability to re-enlist or something like that. The article says here, the Defense Department will require U.S. troops to get the COVID-19 vaccine starting mid-September or as soon as the FDA approves it, whichever comes first. Here's my theory on this whole thing. You know, cooler heads prevail. The, the government knows that imminent FDA approval is coming. Like, it, like imminent. And they're prepping for that. That's what I think that this is. So my actual thoughts here are that the the uh, the FDA approval is like on the cusp. It's right there. It's about to happen. And because the government knows that, they're front-loading that with this mandate. So Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said in the memo to troops that he would not hesitate to act sooner or recommend a different course to the president if I feel the need to do so. Also, there's been so much damage done to the military as far as readiness and training goes because of COVID. For example... There's all these multinational training exercises and a unit will get there, including out here to Okinawa. One person all of a sudden has COVID. Everything shuts down. Massive amounts of money are wasted. Massive amounts of time, investment, and opportunities to train. That You guys hear my voice cracking still from the curry. Uh, and, ma and massive training opportunities missed, which means lack of skill and readiness and you know leadership development and all this stuff. Uh, there's so many good reasons to think that uh, getting vaccinated makes sense. And I think that for most people, it does. And for the military, I think that it definitely does because we're continuing to travel around the world. I don't know anybody who's getting more exposed to an international community right now than the military, unless you're at the Olympics. But, you know, for crying out loud, they still had the Olympics. Like if it was really that important, they just wouldn't have had the Olympics. People are at the Olympics popping positive. All this, these COVID things are, become, are still problematic. I mean, it's just hard to take any of this stuff seriously because, you know, the stuff that they'll allow to happen conflicts with the stuff that they're saying is like their biggest concern. And when I say they, I mean the people regulating that you have to get the vaccine, you can't travel here, all this stuff. Just the, the hypocrisy is out of control. I, uh, I always say, I always, I always sum it up with this. The whole entire way that the COVID thing has been handled by the government is summed up by this. When we were out here in Okinawa and you want to go on to base, you had to approach the gate when, just like you would any other time going on base, right? 
When you got to the gate guards, they would take your temperature and ask you a series of questions before you went on base. But before you even got to the gate guard, you had to give a hand signal. You had to give a hand signal with the windows of your car rolled up while everyone's at a safe distance. And the hand signal was this. If you were sick, okay, if you were sick or, or feel, the question was, are you feeling okay or are you feeling sick? Here's what they came up with. If you were feeling okay, you had to give a thumbs down. If you were doing well, you had to give a thumbs down. That is the, how I can sum up this entire thing, is thumbs down if you're doing okay. That is, has become life. And so this is just like one more thing in this saga of COVID. And I don't think that it's such a huge deal. I'm actually not, that, I'm not as surprised as I let on in the beginning that this is happening. Uh, the amount of people in the military not getting vaccinated is really high and their reasons are really crazy. I've heard anything from, um, I don't trust the government or I don't trust the vaccine to, I already had COVID, I don't need to get the vaccine to, I don't want to end up like I am legend with Will Smith. Like, and I'm not joking. That's a real thing. People were concerned that if they get the vaccine, the world will turn into zombies and they might end up being Will Smith having to make his way through everything with one little road dog and, uh, and that's it. And just talking to mannequins and stuff. So it's totally crazy. Totally crazy. Nugget says, so anyway, this is, they've released a memo today. I have every confidence that service leadership and your commanders will implement this new vaccination program with professionalism, skill, and compassion. We will have more to say about this as implementation plans are fully developed. The decision comes a week after President Joe Biden told defense officials to develop a plan requiring troops to get vaccinated, part of his broader campaign to require vaccinations among the federal workforce. Just like we talked about the VA healthcare system, uh, the federal government are starting to mandate all these vaccines for people. It is happening. And I don't know. Everyone has their thoughts on it. That's for sure. There's... One thing about the military, at least, is you don't have full control over what you can do with your body in the military. Just like if I got a ta- if I was in the Navy and I got a tattoo on my face, I'm getting kicked out of the Navy. You know, you just you surrender some of your some of your freedoms and rights uh, with what you can do, can't you? I, everyone knows the old thing: if you get a sunburn, you're going to get in trouble for damage to government property or something like that. And it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of serious too. Because it really implies to, applies to those other factors like getting a, tattoos, getting um, modifications done to your body. I can, can't get like horns implanted in my head or something like that. It would be out of regulation like some of those people do who are into the, you know, that kind of underground culture. I don't even know what you would call it. But people are out there doing that stuff. I can't wear contact lenses that change the color of my eye. I, all these things. You go to boot camp, you get dozens of vaccine shots like anthrax, uh, um, like root, root, measles, mumps, rubella, MMR, all this stuff. The, the, anyway, the list goes on. Uh, smallpox, and you get this giant event happens on your arm. Like this this wound, this gross viral wound on your arm. And like, it's, oh, it's disgusting. And you're changing your Band-Aid eight times a day, and everyone's like avoiding each other. Like, don't touch me with that, bro. It's out of control. So this is just one more thing. Uh, sometimes those things cause pain and discomfort. You get the penicillin shot. And you get that pain in your butt, the peanut butter shot, you get the, the smallpox, you get that in your eye, you're going to get like smallpox in your eye, go blind. Like these risks exist. Uh, so what I think is my final thoughts are, I'm not that surprised. And I believe what I'm guessing 
is that this whole announcement is coming on the on the cusp of an imminent FDA approval. But let me know what you guys think in the comments. I'm going to catch up in the comments right now, and I think you guys probably already did let me do it. Let, uh, let me know what you think. Nikki called it weeks ago, said it was coming, saw a pic of COVID lung man. I disagree with COVID-19 mandate. I took the two shots, but if someone doesn't want to, I feel they shouldn't have to. Why are black people always late? Answer, that is an extremely overgeneralized rhetorical question with no basis on a normal discussion, zero to do with race, and whoever said it is just as guilty. Yeah, that's a good way to sum it up. I flew to two and three cities per week, every week for three months before I got the vax. Now I work 100% from home after the vax. Go figure. As the YouTube channel Rebel HQ or worse, when the people cherry pick events, they call it male Karens. Uh, I, I think the Karen thing is funny. I already had COVID February. It's not that bad for 99% of people. If I had a one in hundred, if I had a one in 100% chance of dying from something, I probably wouldn't do it. The risk assessment, actual science calculates to get the vaccine. Got to have mission readiness. Totally. I agree with that. Everyone in the military should have known it was going to be mandatory. It's always been that way. Vaccine saves you. Others time is shortens the pandemic. Pray for the DoorDash guy. He effed up my order. <laughs> Don't blame the DoorDash guy. He didn't mess it up unless he dropped it or something. The CDC is not my primary care physician. Uh, research published studies on mRNA. They exist, just not with the humans. It became politicized during the election because of the damn politicians. The DOD has gone backwards on the mask mandate. Everyone needs to be vaxxed so that my vaccinated itself doesn't need to wear mask skin. Man's worst enemy isn't COVID. It's stupidity. That's really true nuggets. You're wise for your age. Vaccine is basically weakened version of COVID. Uh, not having vaccine means your immune system hasn't adapted and memorized the virus, which gives the virus more time to grow, results in evolving. If you've already had COVID, your immune system has adapted without vaccine, and I'm not responsible for your safety. My immune system beat COVID-19 like a bad habit. Nice. That's good. I, th I feel like maybe I had it too, but we'll never know now because I've been vaccinated, so I don't think you can go back and figure it out if you had it before. I think some people will think this whole COVID is fake until it hits close to home. I've heard that a lot too. I will say I've heard people tell me right to my face, I thought it was BS and then my uncle died or something like that. Um, I thought it was BS and then I got it and I got extremely sick. Like I've heard that from people said it right to my face. We got our scabs together. Sorry, bro. Unless you have one or more of the six pre-existing conditions, still shouldn't be downplaying. I won't need another smallpox shot until at least 2028. Uh, if you're trying to threaten and self-harm or suicide in the Navy or Air Force, they will do that. They'll charge you with destruction of yourself as government property. You'll never be more sorry than... If you're involuntary site commitment, trust me, I'm not sure. What is that? You'll never be more sorry than of your in, and I don't know. Max, I'm 15 year old that wants to be a SEAL. Any advice? Green block. There's no way that you're a 15 year old who wants to be a SEAL. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, unless are, you're like, no, I don't know. You're, 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 uh, you're, you're, you're cap. You're all cap. Uh, all right. Wow. I'm surprised that episode took an hour. Um, we are at the end. We're at the end of today's episode. Feel free to continue to drop me in the comments what you think about the COVID vaccine mandate. It's not like any, I don't think that it's going to end up with anybody getting hurt or injured or anything like that from this COVID vaccine, but there's no in and no. I'd be so much more comfortable if everyone just acknowledged they don't really know what they're talking about, you know, because things keep changing. The proof that people don't really know what they're talking about is the way that things keep changing. And everything on the news is BS. I don't believe a thing that I see on the news uh, because I swear if the election went the other way, there would be people out there saying don't, it would be exactly the opposite. Be exactly the opposite. It would be 
the FDA is a political organization who rushed the vaccine for political interest, it would be exactly the opposite. Everyone's opinions would instantly switch. I think the public needs to be more aware of how the FDA approval works and how immunology, immunotherapy happens. Genetics, genetic expression, and immunology play a bigger role than giving credit. MC, that's a really thoughtful comment. Here's the, here's what I think about that though. Um, most people should not have to worry themselves about it. You know, that's why there's experts. I think far too many people are spending far too much time involving themselves in conversations that they know nothing about because those are the conversations that are circulating around social media and the news. And nobody's ever getting smarter from that stuff. Nobody's ever actually getting any smarter. So do I think people need to, you know, um, do I think people need to get educated on that stuff? It wouldn't hurt if people actually sought out some good information and read some art, some journal articles and, you know, educate themselves on science. Is that bad? No, but people should be shielded as much as possible from having to find that stuff out on their own because it's so confusing. And that's why people go to school for decades to learn it. 99% of people who go get COVID will survive. Those are not great numbers though. 1% is not that great. 1% rate of survival is not that great uh, or of death or whatever you, however you want to call it. That's not that great. Everybody on the internet is an expert. Yep, so true. Um, you know, the FDA, for what it's worth, uh, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about um, what goes into FDA approval. If something's in a grocery store, you know, I'll buy it. But I'm well aware that there are lots of things that are FDA approved that are bad for me, like a ton. And, to, and this idea that pharmaceutical companies never have never screwed people over before, uh, come on, come on. Pharmaceutical companies are horrible. So, but they create stuff that people need and want, but they do it in some shady, shady ways. Anyway, that's going down a far too deep rabbit hole for today's episode because we're about to sign out and in a few minutes, we'll be back with Battlefield 3, which I know you guys are excited about. I am. Things got so crazy yesterday at the end of the stream. I can't wait to see where we're going next with this game. It is so fun and so cool. It's going to be incredible. So with all that being said, thank you way, way out there. If you're out there with, the, with uh, our, our, uh, my, my mother-in-law and father-in-law, thank you for watching the show. I really appreciate it. I hope I did a good job. I hope you're enjoying the community that we've built on here. Uh, which is the best on YouTube, I think. So Max is my guru. Everyone eat Volcano Spicy Ramen. And then tonight, hopefully my time, early morning, your time, I'll be back to eat some spicy Volcano Ramen. And really, really, I'm in for, I'm in for it tonight. Like, no joke, that one is going to be bad. So until next time, I look forward to talking to you all very soon. And that's the scuttlebutt. <laughs>